Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads, ladies and gentlemen, how the frick are you doing this week? Wow. Oh, my God. Where do I begin? I can't even, like, get this out. It's like, where do I begin? Anyways, no, I've got Trent and Blair from Blind Scryer here in the Metal Forge studio. We're going to be talking here momentarily with these guys because they're sitting here standing by. This was actually an all-recorded episode. It's totally cool. So, yeah, we also have Athena. She's going to be doing the Controlled Burn EP from Blind Scryer Review here in just a few as well. Wow, holy crap, you know. It's been an interesting last week for me. I started a new job just at the beginning of the year, and it's just been slammed, which is totally cool because, you know, nobody likes to go to work and be slow and dead as hell and let it drag by. It's just been flying freaking by. We're already in March. I cannot fucking believe it. It's already March. So festival season is coming up. What festivals are you guys looking forward to trying to attend this year? I We're going to be playing a few. Overload is, that is. I'm going to try and sponsor a few. I'm going to Hell's Heroes in Houston in April. I'm going to try and make it up for Metal Immortal Festival as well in uh, Pittsburgh, you know, that uh, Deb from Lady Beast is putting on. I'm going to try and make it up for that, at least for the Saturday portion of the show. But hell yeah, awesome rad stuff. 
that's going to be going on. Uh, there's also uh, Legions of Metal and Reggie's in May. That's super cool stuff as well. Uh, of course, FTA in September. There's just so many awesome things. Be on the lookout. I know somebody who might be putting one on here soon as well. So that'll be fun too. But, wow. Oh my gosh. So much news. Um, so I went to Lexington, to the Green Lantern in Lexington this past weekend and caught Black Knife in person for the first time. Savage Master. Love seeing them. As many times as I've seen them, I love seeing them. And I got to catch High Spirits. Where do I begin on that? That's crazy stuff because Black Knife absolutely delivered. You know, three-piece Black Thrash, super fucking rad. They absolutely blew me away with their live performance and their tone. There, there often is a time where having one guitar player, it does sound kind of thin sometimes, especially around solos and stuff like that. These people absolutely fucking delivered. There's like not a dead spot, nothing. They're just all thrash and no trash or whatever you want to say. It, it was just insane. Obviously, Savage Master, if you guys have not seen them live, go to a show when you get a chance. Whenever they're coming near you, if you're going to be going to, you know, Hell's Heroes or wherever they're playing. I know they're playing in Hell's Heroes in, in Houston. If you've got tickets to go to that, do not sleep on their set because they're bad fucking ass. They always have been, and they're only getting better. It's so fucking rad. And then I got to see High Spirits, which all of you know, I said this before, that when I took this from the radio station that closed down, I said, you know, I've put too much effort into establishing the Metal Forge, the brand. I, I said, you know what? I want to make a podcast out of this. And that's exactly what I did. And the first person I hit up was Chris Black of High Spirits. And I said, dude, I want you to be my first guest as the, as the podcast. Let's do this. And I didn't know what I was doing. I'd worked on a podcast before. I knew there was a lot of editing that had to go on, but I did it. You know, I, I called him on the phone. We talked for like an hour and a half. Yeah, the episode's only about an hour, but because we talked outside of the outside of the show, you know, just being being uh, cool with each other, starting a friendship, I guess. And I finally, I finally got to see them this past weekend, and I was absolutely blown away. Just from the sheer crowd response they got. So many awesome sing-along moments in that set. I was right up front. It was super cool to me. I'm definitely probably going to see them on the last stop of their tour in Indianapolis. Uh, tomorrow, you know, Saturday the 5th at Black Circle Brewing. Which, that's a badass fucking bar too i'm i really want to play that place especially you know the inside looks awesome to play but the outside stage that that they put out there last year super cool stuff super cool stuff indeed you know if i make it up there stop in have a drink shoot the shit with me i'll be there i want to talk about Bandcamp for a minute i've always been a strong supporter of Bandcamp because i think it has helped out the artist more so than any streaming platform of, of, of another kind, like Spotify's, iTunes, so on and so forth. I think that Bandcamp has has given music back to the artist you know, on, on stuff like that. Unfortunately, they were purchased this past week by Epic Games, which is the same company that, that does like Fortnite and a lot of these uh, user-controlled, uh, user-created games and stuff. 
And they say nothing's going to change with the platform, that it's going to stay the same. It's going to be the same old band camp that we all knew. But I'm kind of skeptical on stuff like that because when mergers and acquisitions happen, things do change. The last company I worked for, they said the exact same thing. It's like, you know what? We're not going to come in here and say, well, you got to do this. If if management's telling you that, that we're saying that, they're not going to. And, and that's how it happens is it's I'm just kind of skeptical. I'll believe it when I see it, if nothing changes, because where they have made so many awesome strides in helping music. You know, this whole when it's being purchased by a big media conglomerate, and and say what you will about Epic Games, it may not be like this giant Disney Corporation kind of conglomerate. But I mean, Fortnite's a huge fucking deal. You know, in that in that group of gaming people, gamers and stuff, that's a huge that was a huge deal for them. So I'll be on the lookout to see how this might change. It's just it's just really interesting to me because I really don't want Bandcamp to change. Of course, there are certain things that I think could do better, but that's just me. I mean, that's just me as an artist, whatever, not necessarily as a user. So, because I do appreciate the things that people can do on there where you can you can sell merch and that's great. And you can add if you buy this shirt or you buy a, a physical copy of the of the CD, we're going to give you the digital copy for free, or the vinyl, or whatever, and you allow pre-orders and so many awesome things. I just really hope that in the end of this, that it's not that this media conglomerate is going to see what they can cash in on and take more money from the artists, because we already get fucked enough as it is on uh, streaming royalties and all of that shit that Bandcamp has really been a, you know a help to help our get get our music out there so anyway down below there are links to the sponsors and without you guys supporting them they can't support the Metal Forge either and I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses whether you're listening to their podcast you're buying instruments from them you're going and getting tattoos you're going to the Discogs page Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So, let's go ahead and get into this. This is from Blind Scryer's first album. We're going to be listening to Snake Handler.
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined here in person for a nice, real rare occasion with a couple of the guys from Louisville's own Blind Scryer. I'm sitting here with Blair and Trent. Dudes, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Dudes, thank y'all for seriously coming in because, you know, these in-person interviews, like I said, they're kind of rare. And it's nice to have people stop by the Metal Forge. It's been a few months since I've had somebody else down. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's good so, to be out of the house, too. So right. Yeah, take yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're actually getting back out, doing more things, which kind of brings us here to talk with you guys today is... You're, you all have a new album coming out. Or we have an EP, yeah, EP, yeah. three songs. Actually, you know, I'm talking into the future here. It came out last week, I think. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what, what day well, is by it? The, yeah, I guess by the time this comes out, it will have been yeah. released. Yeah. So it's on the 25th, right? 26th. 26th. Yeah, 26th. So yeah. you all just had a new EP come out last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been going great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's killing it. <laughs> Definitely. So... Before we get into talking about that, why don't you tell everybody out here in Metal Forge Land about Blind Scryer? Um, well, I guess we started in 2016. Uh, a couple guys, um, Jeremy Stein and uh, Jeff Smith, um, got something going. And at the time, you were with... I was singing with Mighty Arok at the time, yeah, briefly there. I was in a couple other bands, and uh, they kind of approached me. And we got together, and it kind of just went like that. We had a first few shows with um, just as a four-piece, and then we brought on River Jordan, which is in like Volcandra, um, Stonecutters. Right. He's doing um, it all, man. Doing it all. Busy he's, kid. He's busy. He's busy. He's he's the young one, uh, <laughs> so he can still do that kind of stuff. And uh, we've just been uh, it's been after it ever since. Nice. And Louisville Doom is its own thing here. Pretty much, we've always had a scene where anybody can play with pretty much anybody. But, like, the the Doom scene, I'm not too familiar with a lot of it. So, how does that work for you guys? Well, I don't know. If, it's not that big of a scene. we got some good buds here. <laughs> um, you know, we, sure. we get called Doom a lot. And I, uh, some definitely some of our first album has some serious Doom elements to it, I would say. But, uh, more of a rock and roll band, but yeah, of course we like to play with lots of different bands. But um, you know, there are there are a few in town and and in the region that uh, we're good bros with, uh, Doom Boys and She, uh, particularly. Um, yeah, yeah, we can branch out. I feel like we can fit with uh, a lot of different bands in the metal and hard yeah, rock been, genres. We've been good. We've been good at adapting and um, and being able to you know play with a wide variety of bands. I mean, we played everything from, you know, what, we played with black metal bands, rock and roll bands, doom bands, so um, we seem to find our spot, you know, right. even, even even though things may be a little different than, than what people would think they're going to hear, like if you hear, you know, a black metal band, a lot of times, all you know, you know the same kind of genre plays together, um, but we seem to do still well, even at those shows where you think you're kind of like the odd man out, so. Right. Which I've always, like I said, Lowell has always had that kind of scene where a thrash band could play with a doom band, absolutely play with a black metal, yeah, band, for sure. Which has always been really cool to me, and why I've liked playing here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, you guys have a new EP that just came out. Tell us about it. Um, when do we re- we recorded this? Um, 
Oh, when man. did we record this? I it's been a while. We've been sitting at this on point. it. We've been sitting on it for a long for, time for now. For a long time. We recorded with uh, Dave Chell at Deadbird Studios. Fantastic guy to work with. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it kind of runs the gamut, I guess. It's it's not every song is um, just a little bit different. Uh, we've got the last song on there, which is Control Burn, which is the name of the EP. Um, it's about nine and a half minutes long, so it's got it's. It's got a lot to it, um, but then there's kind of like two more just kind of rock and roll songs on there. So okay. um, I guess it's not proggy. I guess no. Control Bird's not proggy. It just has a lot. Of, it does it's have just long. Some, some <laughs> different parts and things like that. And yeah, a little kinda, more dynamic than the first album, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I hope yeah. so anyway. Definitely. Which is super cool because long songs are really, really awesome. <laughs> because... Can't I've always been a fan of like these eight, nine minute songs, you know, yeah. starting with stuff like Bad Out of Hell and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> it's a super long song. And I've always liked the concept of making an EP, but an album at the same time because of track length. Yeah. Sure. So what are we clocking in at here with a nine minute song? Are we still only like at twenty minutes? With the yeah, it's five? about it's about twenty minutes. 20 yeah, minutes, yeah. <laughs> so one song is over half of it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's rad. It's, it's hard to it's 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 interesting how that song came together. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know what I I think everybody writes differently. Obviously, right. um, and you never set out to write a non. I we didn't want to write a half nine and a half minute song. Right. You know, absolutely, but. Um, it kind of just, kind of just kept like rolling into something new. And it's like, oh, well, that fits there, and that fits there. And it's like at the end of it, we're like, oh, this is not a half minute. Holy crap! But yeah, I will it, say, even after playing it for uh, I don't know a couple of years or more at this point, it doesn't feel like a nine minute song. No, it, it doesn't. Uh, goes that's, by that's, quick. That's, I have a good time singing it, so I hope that's good. And that's good a, that's a hard thing too, like a nine and a half minute song, and you'd have to try to keep that interesting through the whole thing because. I mean, we've all been standing at those shows. <laughs> oh yeah, where you're just like, man, I'm, my feet are tired of being on this concert right now, and it's like it's hard to keep somebody's attention span. Uh, a nine-minute song, like that's something you put on an EP or an album, and maybe not play live, but we right. play it live every time we play. Well, and I think that stands the test of it. Honestly, is yeah. playing a show where you can play a nine-minute song. In a forty-minute set, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. and and yeah, you, you might be playing six songs at that point, but it's the payoff. Is yeah. it a, is it a great opener? Is it a great closer? Everything else in the middle, uh, unless you're doing like you have crazy stage antics and shit like that, like you know, like some of the bands in town. Like, yeah, like, I'm gonna go ahead and name drop Belushi Speed. Oh yeah, sure. No, we're far cry from that. As right. far as stage show goes. Right. <laughs> I think all of the, all of us metalheads are a far cry. From their stage show. No kidding. They're like Guar with. <laughs> punk yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's great but unless you have like a, a crazy stage show to tie in the middle yeah a, an eight or nine minute song at the beginning or end could be potentially where it's at yeah. so fucking play it every show oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's our closer it's, it's been it's, our closer since we wrote it and that's and been I think that made a while me, you know like i said we it we didn't it, didn't think it was going to be like a closer because it's like, now I don't want to finish with a nine minute long song. And set, like people are just like, okay, like, oh, we got one more, but you're going to be here for 10 more minutes. Like, right, shit. And, and see, that's always the one where when you have the people yelling one more, that's the yeah. one you break out. Because <laughs> then you right? may, you, 
Well, you wanted one more? You're not getting Ace of Spades, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting the yeah. whole fucking thing. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Which is always fun because it's just like, wow. Yeah. It, it's fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no 
man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere, and thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Artwork. I always like to talk about artwork. And mm. on the first album, EP, it, do you, it, this is like nine songs, right? Eight, nine songs. Yeah, the so first it, one's definitely a full length. So it's full yeah. length. Yeah. Same artist, new artist. How's it going? EP, we did... Uh, we, we did um, yeah, my, my good friend Jimbo Valentine from uh, West Virginia uh, did the artwork for us for our new one. So yeah. okay. a little bit different direction, but yeah. uh, I think he nailed it. Pretty excited awesome. about it. He's always we done kinda, good work. We were, I think we were just going, we were, we were wanting something just um, kind of simple, right? Not, not too extravagant. Um, we didn't do like crazy colors like the first one or anything like that. We stuck with all one color. Um, and I, I love how it turned out. I, I, both of them. I mean, they they look very different, but yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I nice. Think, I, I think they complement each other, honestly. So, when it comes to actual art direction for the the art matching the music, mm-hmm. I, as an artist, both visual artist and a musician, I like to take control of that in the band. It's kind of my duty to sit there and say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the image I want to convey. Do you all actually put that much effort into it? Or you just sit there and say, Hey, well, do you commission something and say, this is kind of what we're looking for? I think, I mean, yeah, (laughs) definitely with the first, we, we, we throw some ideas around, but, uh, there's no, none of us in the band, are really like artists. Nah, not like, visual like, artists not visual in any way, yeah. At all. And so we have a lot of really talented friends and, yeah. and things like that. And uh, we say, hey, here you go. This is what it sounds like. This, You know, here, listen to it. Like even our first, our very first t-shirt design, um, the, the person that designed it for us, we, they listened to some of the music and let them run with it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Killed it. See, I've always wanted to do that where it's like, here's the demo tracks. Yeah. Go go off in your own brain and, yeah. and come up with yeah, what you yeah. wanted to come up with. I, I've tried that once <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, this, oh. this dude's fucked up. <laughs> this is not like, what I This is not the <laughs> of what I had at all. Oh, hey. we've, been, we've been lucky. Uh, everybody that we've commissioned to do anything is just... We have an idea, and we're like, "Oh, that's that's way better." Yeah, we for had, sure. What we had in mind. <laughs> do you do the uh, the pencil sketch and say it's kind of like this? Oh yeah, I've yeah. I've, Trent I've, really I've, took off with I've, the I've logos done, there. I've done some stuff like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, hey, can you just make this way better? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, here's a crappy version of what's in my head. Try to try to make this better. And right. It's it's always worked out. Yeah, it's worked out great. Trent's yeah. come up with like the the basic idea for several of our recent logos that we get to a, you know, a real artist and they make it look good. And that's another thing. I think the, the stand of a good band has a great logo. Yeah. You know, starting with going back into the days of thrash and shit like that, like with Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer, they all have great logos. And that was really the era where shit really took off. Yeah. I mean, there was kiss and, and you know, stuff like that, but, 
overall when when thrash and the 80s came along yeah the whole like the whole logo that you could draw in your notebook <laughs> is yeah. where it really took yeah, off for sure. Yeah, for sure and your guys's logo has that same kind of feel to it 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 almost has like that uh, Christoph Spagel feel to it, but it's not quite something that he would do. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody out there in in the scene knows who that is. Could could yeah. you know do, doing the Emperor logo? Oh and yeah. So he's definitely a recognizable. Yeah. Hand. Sure. Yeah. So who did? I know you said you designed the logo, but you had passed it off to another artist. Yeah. I um. How did all this go? Now. <laughs> I don't know. I know there for I, a while you were you were sending me pictures that you'd been sketching out. Like, yeah, what do you think of this? And anything, honestly, anything. I mean, I was I was impressed. Um, yeah, I there's two. There's kind of two versions of it now. Yeah, we have so, uh, a couple different things working. So I think the one you you may be referring to, Mark, is the one on the the first first album that. there. Yeah, that that, that was, is all David Paul Seymour. That was all David Paul Seymour. Wow, we, we had him. Just, he he did all that. That yeah. was on the EP. That was something I'd come up with. But that's, yeah, that's all David Baltimore for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, he did all that, which was fantastic. I mean, it's got this this feel to it that's total, you know, it's not typical for what a Doom band logo would be. And and I say Doom loosely because yeah, of what you sure, mentioned sure. a few minutes ago yeah. with, with the new uh, EP. Yeah. So. So you have a new logo that you're about to unveil with everything. Uh, we've been uh, we've been using it because we did um, our our friend Bucky Vandenberg. Um, I kind of gave it to him, and he did a, a a cooler version of it that we um, I think we're are we using it on anything right now? It's gonna be a, we're gonna have some merch with it here before too long, yeah. Um, and the EP. It's the same logo. It's just kind of it's it's not as embellished, right? And Jimbo did his spin on that with the artwork there, off a yeah. design that Trent initially came up with, right. so, or at least an yeah. idea for one. Is it the the red circle logo? That yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. seeing it right here. Yeah. 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 I'm seeing yeah, the video. One, where that's one Bucky. That's that's one Bucky had. Uh, I gave him, and he kind of yeah, he really polished it up. Some of it and, and, and made it shine a lot more. Yeah, that's actually really cool. That's like came out well. Very much. It has like this interesting like 70s feel to it. I <laughs> yeah, <think>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which which is good. Yeah. Because everything old is new again kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see a prog rock band using something like this. I yeah, I mean, that's and that's what I mean, this Blair over here, um he's the one that's got me ever since we've been playing. I mean, we didn't know each other before we started playing and uh, he's got he listens to so much like 60s and 70s prog and stuff like that. He's got me into all this shit that I've never even heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I think nerd that's out probably on that. had a, probably a, a little bit of a bearing on, on on how I designed that logo. I'm sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> so for sure. Pretty steeped in the well, 70s hard rock. Yeah. Well, definitely, and it's sleek enough and not necessarily, but it's still angular enough as well. Yeah, and you know, just even just with the quick of the R. Yeah, yeah. There's no stem, no leg to the R, which I think is always kind of cool when bands do that. It's like your mind fills in the blanks, kind of. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not not so much your mind fills in the blanks of like you know some of these crazy logoed bands. <laughs> yeah. Sure. The, the the pile of sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but absolutely. So of course the the EP release was at Magbar. 
awesome place to play. Always. Oh yeah. I love promoting there because it, it it's it's not a big place and three bands work perfect there. Oh yeah. Oh, There's enough sure. room for three bands and it's always the deal where it's like you can either have ten people and it be a crazy ass show, or you could have fifty people in there and it feels like Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. So Definitely love promoting there, and hopefully that went well for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hoping it does. <laughs> I'm hoping into the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping in the future about the past. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Right. Looking forward to thinking. We're going to take a real quick break here. We're going to check in with the new Metal Forge album reviewer, Athena Perhodko. Think I got it right that time because I'm <laughs> I butchered it a couple of weeks ago when I announced that she was going to be coming on here and she is going to be talking about your guys' new EP. Cool. Sweet. Hey, all you misfits and miscreants, bangers and mashers, deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, jack those headphones, crank the volume to max. Spark it up and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to your first installment of Metal Mischief. My name is Athena, and I am going to be your host on this excursion. On today's lineup, we have Blind Scryer from Louisville, Kentucky. They have a new EP out, man. It's called Controlled Burn, and it is appropriately named. This thing smolders on you when you're done listening to it. It kind of gets stuck in your brain. You'll see what I mean once you give it a good listen. Blind Scryer Man from Louisville, Kentucky. They just kind of rise up from this dismal remnant of a plague that we all just survived and maybe some of us didn't. But, you know, good thing there's good music out there, right? Anyway, <laughs> Blind Scryer ignites this beautiful flame with their new EP, man. The album starts with a song called Drood Awakening. It's a dreamy acid rock kind of grip with a seductive guitar riff that just draws you in. And then Blair's vocals just explode with emotion, man, pulling you into that fire. Blair's vocals are fluid, haunting, and like fucking butter on this album. Kudos, man really good shit. This entire album just puts you in an almost hypnotic state. I had to keep double checking that I was still alive. <laughs> Track two starts with this awesome pulsating doom that I like to call doom drippings. I encourage you to close your eyes and check your pulse because it is a beautiful funeral march. It's called Laid Bare. And it resonates with like those timbered sounds of the classic stoner and groove metal stuff that, you know, we just love so much. All those solid guitar tones, killer riffs, driving percussion. But I have to honestly say that um, the real treat for me was the title track, Controlled Burn. It's track three. And... This one is definitely one to stand out for me. The intro is just so easy to lose yourself in it. And you just kind of start to drift away into like this beautiful intoxicating melody. You almost forget to breathe. 
Hence my joke a minute ago about checking that I was still alive. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, whap! Oh, there's Johnny! You know, out of nowhere, here comes Blair again, and the drums rise up, and the guitars rise up, and that bass kicks in, and it's just, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful, man. And even though this is only a nine and a half minute long song, <laughs> I felt like it was still over too soon. You know, an album like this, you just want to put on repeat, and I did. <laughs> I encourage you guys to definitely go check it out. Now, where would we be without the talent behind this album? We have Blair Oak on vocals, Jeff Smith on guitar, River Jordan on guitar, Jeremy Stein on bass, Trent Combs on drums. And I apologize if I said anybody's name wrong. <laughs> you also got to give credit, you know, to where it was recorded and all that. So. Controlled Burn was recorded at Dead Bird Studios with Dave Chael. Kale? Kale? Uh, he also mixed the album. Sorry if I butchered that, man. <laughs> My bad. Uh, the album was actually mastered by Brad Boatwright of Audio Siege. And according to my sources, it took three days to record this bad motherfucker. I literally found myself in the grocery store the other day humming this song <laughs> line at the grocery store. I really enjoyed this album, and if you're a fan of stoner groove metal, you will definitely dig this. Athena's rating, one shot, which equals excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. Now, first, since this is our first time around, I do have to explain. I give a five shot review, not a five star review. One shot is the best two, good, three, you know how this goes, right? So, if you get five shots, man, I needed five shots to get through the fucking album. If you get four shots, it's meh, it could have used some oomph. Three shots, good, made me air drum, bang my head. Two shots, really good, man. Put that shit in the glove box so you have it for traveling. One shot, excellent. Probably have a bang over in the morning. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Have a most excellent time. And remember, man, keep it heavy. All right. Thanks to Athena for doing that. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to the more stuff that she has coming in Absolutely. in the future. So I know this is fresh. This is brand new. What do you have in mind? Are you going to continue on this EP train? Because it seems like a lot of bands have done that. They've, they've done EPs. Yeah. They'll do like two EPs a year now, as mm -hmm. opposed to doing an album. So what are, what are your all's thoughts to that? I mean, are you going to try and put out another full length or another EP? How are how you doing? It's a fantastic question that, uh, I don't know, I think I think we're going to have to wait and see how the songs come together first. We, uh, we uh, have a couple we're, ready. We're, but we're striving to do a, a full length. Yeah, I think I that's think the goal, that's, that's ultimately. The, the goal is ultimately to, yeah. get, to get that out. We also have um, we have a single that uh, separate from the EP that is recorded. we got to just finish a few things up, um, and we're going to release that kind of in the meantime. We're going to kind of let the EP simmer for a little bit, and right. then we're going to try to put out um, probably all 
I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Summer, fall. So we're the EP's Summer. coming out digitally, or it just came out digitally, but we'll have vinyl at some point this year. So yes. we might do a, do the, do we the single. Yeah, right. We no hope. kidding. We've been waiting it, on it forever. Yeah, it's it's in the. I mean, it's getting made. It's, it's in the works just, for sure. It's, uh, Probably be this so summer. So this has actually been done for a while. Yes. Yes. Because the vinyl market has went insane over oh, the yeah. pandemic yeah. where it's been like year-long waits yeah. for people yeah we're looking at we were about told, that we're, probably we're, yeah we were told to wait we we're gonna have like up to 10 months probably wow. on, on a wait you know which is always interesting to me because like i'm hearing it's a year but there's like people that i know that constantly release shit yeah. and, and on vinyl yeah. it, it's almost like i understand wanting to put your music out and getting it out as soon as you can because being a musician myself, I understand where boredom comes in because sure. for me, playing music is a, is very much a headspace thing. Yeah, you know, last week I had an album that hit; it was ten years old that I still play songs off of. Yeah, sure, but I can't say that for every other album that I've ever done. Right, like so, it's very much a headspace, especially like if there's a song on there that I've written about somebody and I don't feel necessarily the same way. So sitting on something is is kind of rough, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially when it's coming to 10, 12, 13, 14 months before getting a piece of vinyl that yeah. you know, that you're going to be in a completely other headspace. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. sure. And our first first album came out well, almost 3 years ago at this point, you know. Obviously the pandemic slowed things down for us and for everybody, but um I don't know. Had, we need something new out. We got a bunch of shows coming up, so yeah. We've, and we've had, I mean, we've had some, some, you know, we've had little mix-ups and stuff with the band. Um, you know, our 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 bass player had twins, um, so um, he's, you know, Jeremy is has been doing that thing. We've had um, since we all started playing shows again. Since kind of, you know, I mean, obviously we're still in the pandemic, but we've always right. been playing shows. Um, you know, Andrew Cachado, um uh, he's been playing bass for us, filling in for the past what, almost year. Feels like it. Feels I, like a, time feels like a year. Times are weird right now. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, Jeremy, Jeremy's on his. Jeremy, Jeremy will be, you know, playing the EP release with us and everything like that. But uh, he's had a lot going on. So we just had a lot of. We haven't been able to write as much as we want and do sure. the things we want. And we've got, I mean, as, ever since everybody started doing shows again, it's like let's do shows, let's do shows, let's do shows. So. It's hard to when you're always getting prepared to play shows instead of writing. It, it it's it, it's it's kind of tough. So, yeah, um, a lot to juggle lately, but definitely yeah. anxious to write some more. Getting, getting back on track, though. Yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch gears here. Okay, we're gonna ask some general profile questions about you guys as people because that's what we do here. You know, we split these interviews Uh-oh. up because <laughs> you know, as much as I like talking about the art, the the band, the the music, the artwork, everything that makes it tick. I like to know what people do as well. Yeah. You know, the thing, the stupid shit that we all, the idiosyncrasies is whatever, <laughs> you, you know, that we all go through and we all have just to, just to see. Yeah. Right on. So what is a metal band that everybody likes, but you? <laughs> hmm. Oh man. Oh, that is hard. It is hard. I'm 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 easy to please. I like most everything. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's some out there, but uh, I don't know. Honestly, I ghost. 
Sure. See, well, I like. I really loved, loved that I first Ghost album ghosts. when it first came out. I haven't listened to them for a long time, but um, I don't know. There's a whole lot of uh, there's a lot of you know extreme metal that I can certainly respect and, and yeah, but that I I just don't don't get into. Um, you know, don't get my head over heels for any of it. Death metal, black metal. There's some. <laughs> there is some that I like. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of it that yeah. that I don't get into. And I also into. feel like we're in an age range. We're like in this age range where. It seems like, you know, I'm I'm 35, okay. and I feel like a lot of kids my age coming up, like, got into the hardcore scene. Right. And that it just kind of totally missed me. I just, I just totally, totally missed the hardcore scene. So, well, again, like, like Blair was saying, there's definitely bands in the hardcore scene that I respect. It's just never been, like, that thing that really clicked for right. me, you know? Absolutely. And I think in Louisville, there's definitely... There's two different eras of the hardcore scene. Sure. No, there's oh, that sure. there's that very first era where it's like 85 to like 90. Where you know like King Horse yeah. and sure. Deathlehem and and these bands and then there's like that other one Bush League in that as well if you're familiar with them. And then there's that one where it, it kind of had the resurgence mm-hmm. about 2002, 3 right. to like right. 7. Yeah. And I kind of missed out on both of those as well. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm 39. So even okay. still. Okay. I thought of a band, Converge. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everybody, it seems like, especially Louisville, it seems like. Maybe it's just everywhere. I think they're Converge pretty well respected everywhere. Like, right. Yeah. They're not one that I've ever really gotten into. I, I, I know their uh, legacy and a lot of people love them. But yeah, same here. I don't really get into them. <laughs> What is your most cringe-worthy moment on stage? Oh, God. Cringe-worthy? I mean, there's definitely some times. I'm, I'm always... I feel like most musicians are hard on themselves. Yeah, about, yeah. About everything, about their performance of the night. Um, I've had a couple times where I haven't... I'll tell you what. I remember one time that I was really pissed off at myself. And... This was, golly, this was a tap room. We played with Doomstress that's out of Texas. And the first song, it was Ride the Sun off that, mm. off the first album, the first song on the, on the first album. And I completely missed that, 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 I change, remember that. that yeah. See, you remember. I, I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought about it for a long time. Moment that's ever I tend to block those like, things out well, if I can. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever missed anything that hard again. It's it does a change up in like in like timing just a little bit, and I just fucking missed it. I, I just <laughs> fucking whiffed it hard. And, <laughs> I've got a pretty and cringe one. We did one. not recover. We finished the song out, and I was completely off from what you all were doing. And we finished it out. Oh uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and here's the thing: anybody out there who has, who has ever listened to this show, who has ever been to the tap room. Outside of you know the Louisville people like that listen, that is not a place to where it's not what it's, what's what I'm trying to say here. It sounds is, like shit on that stage. No, no, it's not that it sounds like shit on the stage. But if you make a mistake, every fucking every body fucking knows, knows it. Oh, oh yeah, because it's sure. such a small place. You're basically playing on the oh, floor. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, everybody. It's intimate. You, you can get away with a lot of stuff at a lot of venues. Like there are little slip ups here and there. But yeah, you yes. cannot get away you're with right. shit in that place. You're right up, right, right in it. Sure. Because if you do, the guy at the fucking claw machine digging out porno is going to notice and say. Hey, 
Hey, they what, fucked what up. You just <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, exactly. This is true. Hey, so, I, I got a good cringe story. Yeah, uh, let's, let's just see. a recent one that I I've been cringing about for I don't know a couple months now since our last show at the Mag. I know about this. What are we oh, you'll remember. <laughs> um, so I. Trent mentioned our buddy Andrew's been playing bass with us for, you know, pretty much the past year. And I was looking at his brother in the audience and I said, everybody give it up for Steven Cachado, which is Andrew's brother. <laughs> so, ah, shit. Oh, I'm an idiot. That was, that was but now, actually, I, I, we I better laugh at Andrew's. I, there, he's, he's such a good sport. He didn't care. Yeah, right. He's, he's a, but I'm he's sure Stephen probably felt. Oh, he was laughing his. Ass. He was he's laughing his ass, ass off ass. for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real dummy. <laughs> Both those boys are getting ready to be on the road. Yeah, that's right. Now, right. now Stephen's going to be out, out with Steve, us Steve, next month. Rivers, this month he's going to be on tour with Stonecutters. So. Oh wow. Wow! So, wow! So we're gonna have both the Cachado brothers. Yeah, that's right. Out on tour with us in large and in charge. Right, oh, yeah. it'll be a good time. It's gonna be a great time. What is the worst album by your favorite band? Hmm. I don't know. I think like of my favorite bands, one of my favorites is Captain Beyond, and that third album it rocks, but it just disappoints compared to the first two. Okay, Dawn I'm Explosion. not familiar with, but oh yeah. That's the reason why I ask these questions is so I can find out, like, fuck that album. I'm not getting into them. On <laughs> I don't know. I re- that's that's such a hard question. First of all, you I have mean, to nail down a favorite band. Right. Yeah, I mean, Th- Thin Lizzy's my favorite. Oh, God. Well, they didn't put out any bad albums, so. <laughs> they didn't, and, and, I mean, people, like, people talk about, like, oh, well, those first three were kind of this and that. And it's like, well, they were di- it was different. Yeah, it wasn't like so it was... Stuff. I mean, the, the the first self-title, I mean, obviously they're not going as hard as they got right. to go later on when they, you know, changed some things up, but I still think they're all great. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's, there's still something great on all of them. I could dig so. that. Uh, honestly, for me, with Thin Lizzy, I love Jailbreak. Oh, Such yeah, a great it's, a, it's classic. It's great. It's, yeah. But I like fighting better. That's fair. Fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting's good. A bad reputation's kind of where I that's, yeah. that's where I land. Okay. It's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm a Vagabonds guy personally. Man, yeah. I don't know. I love them all though. Can, can you say anything bad about them? No. no, no you really can't. Yeah. He's even wearing the shirt <laughs> for him. And, and you talk about logos. <laughs> oh, that logo is oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. I mean, that. that's like quintessential neon sign yeah it just blinks that's, that's the purple black sabbath logo you yeah know, it's we even did blind scryer shirts and the you know everybody everybody's ripped off that logo it's so the master, master reality. reality yeah master sure reality, yeah. <laughs> everybody's done that yeah even overload has well you know if you if you follow bronca studios on like facebook or yeah. instagram yeah they're awesome yeah. you know what they say yeah. you can only trust yourself in the first six that's right, Sabbath, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received i would say that you can do you can do a lot with a little and when it comes to drumming I see some guys set up with 12 toms and 20 cymbals. And I, I've seen guys play with, you know, a four piece drum set and, and kill it just as hard. And that kind of comes from my oldest brother's a drummer also. And I, you know, when you're younger, you're like, Oh, I want all this stuff. I want all these things. It's like, you just, you don't need it. 
you know right. needed. So, which which is great when you get older because you don't want to pack that shit around either when you're coming in and out. <laughs> Very the, much. The, the, the best part about the night, you know, is loading and unloading your gear. So. Yeah, um, best advice I ever got was be a singer so you don't have to load gear. Worked out well. Yes, which is bullshit because Blair is one of the first guys to help you load your shit in and out. I'll usually help you in, but at the end of the night, I've had some drinks. You might be on your right. own. <laughs> and he'll help me. He know, as soon as he gets done, you know, as soon as our set ends, and I haven't even hardly made it up off the stool yet. He'll uh, he'll start grabbing stuff. He'll start grabbing my symbols and stuff and bringing them off stage, which is what you should be doing. Bands out there that don't do that shit. <laughs> Gotta keep it moving, man. Keep it. You moving. know, I I really appreciate you called it a stool and not a throne. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking drummer I have ever met is royalty. That's <laughs> <laughs> <just> fucking sure. <laughs> Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Chocolate for sure. All right. Easy. That was an See, easy. That, I, I can, can answer that. food I can, questions I can, I can all day do, long. Do questions. <laughs> um, what is your favorite condiment? Oh man, mustard. Just like a yellow mustard? Nah. I or like do you a, like, I like any a, kind of mustard? I like mustard in general, but I, I like good spicy mustard, spicy brown, Dijon. Can't yeah. go wrong, man. Definitely. I'm, 
barbecue sauce probably if it definitely barbecue sauce and and like not a, that I put it on a lot of things but like anything with buffalo sauce on it I'm gonna eat it oh yeah like right on you know not necessarily a condiment I guess it can be right absolutely <laughs> it can be. absolutely it can be uh, what is your favorite animal oh man dog for sure Man's I don't I don't personally have any animals. Um my girlfriend has a dog and two cats and man I love those two cats. Yeah. I've always felt like I'm a dog person and I love her dog too, but her two cats are awesome. They're great. They, they sit around and just chill on you like they don't go they're not crazy or anything. So I never really consider myself a cat person, but as I've gotten older, yeah, I've kind of become right. more of a cat person. Well, than I, I think be. cats are those they're you can leave and as yeah. long as you leave oh, the yeah. food down, yeah. they don't fucking care. That's yeah. true. They, yeah. they, you <laughs> live self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah. You live your life around them. They don't live it around you. That's true. Which They're like, oh, you're back? Fuck you, leave again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That's how mine are anyways. <laughs> Getting into the uh, shows really quick here. You know, yeah. Playing shows is fucking awesome. Do you have a pre-show ritual that you do? I don't personally. I, I just, it's, I, I know as I've gotten, <laughs> see, it's not for me. No, me. I wish, I wish it was. Um, the older, like, I, I don't consider myself old, but as drumming goes, I've been drumming for 20 years now and I got to stretch more. <laughs> I've got to stretch more before yeah. I play because I will feel it the next day and I'm like, God damn it, really? Like, yeah, I, I start to sucks. feel it that night. Yeah, like <laughs> the Charlie horses and yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you know you have to worry about that being a singer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I have uh, you know just in the past couple of years started actually doing vocal warm ups before our sets because okay. you know I'm getting old and uh, you know want to keep it keep it sounding good okay. as good as I can. I usually take sure. a shot. Yeah. Yeah, and then go out to the car and a couple beers do a little warm up. I've, I've, I, think yeah. we've, I think we've all learned our lesson uh, before in the past where it's like, oh, I think I drank too much before I played this goddamn show. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> right. It, do you listen to any particular song or album before each show? Um, no, not in particular. I mean, just what I'm feeling that day. It's usually, uh, I don't know. Something like Molly Crew, probably. I'm, I'm banging on the way to, on the way to the show or something like that. Nice, you know, something like that. For sure, for sure. So I've got a few more. So for the listeners out there, recommending uh, a band or artist to get into. Oh, go ahead, player. Um. Well, I mean, we got a lot of great folks here just in the state. So like, you know, all our buddies, um, you know, Bad Wires are awesome. We're about to head out on the road with them for a little bit. Um, of course, she check those dudes out. Swampoc, sure. uh, crop those dudes out of Lexington are awesome. Fantastic. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great swell stuff, and really check out your community. You can get out there and see yeah, it for cheap. And check out your regional do bands. it up. I mean, we've we've made you know the reason we've been what I what what I consider like successful as as a band. Um, we've been able to network with some great people, right? And there's been some great bands come through, like our buddies in Howling Giant, you know, oh, yeah. in Nashville. Um, Horse Burner out of West Virginia, which are going to be boys. playing our EP release with us. They're coming in town. Um, it's, it's so many of these regional bands, and they're all just the best people. Right. Just the, just the best And people. do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Um, 
I mean, I guess just talking, I mean, if we're just like talking EP stuff, um, you know, uh, Dave Chell at Dead Bird Studios, for sure. absolutely fantastic with us. Um, I mean, you know, Andrew Cachado, which has been big put, shout out to Andrew work for us. I mean, just best attitude. Just, he's cut. He, he came in like first day and just had the song ready, like, like, oh, yeah. ready to go. Nice. Like, first practice. He was like, yeah, pretty he's a, he's a hell of a musician. Great person to hang out with a uh, big shout out to Steven Cachado, which is going to be helping us out nine days on the road. There's a slew of people that have helped me, you know, even put these shows together. Bad Wires. Yeah. Um, Big shout out to Bad Wires for and sharing the, this and with us. Like I said, the EP is going to be on vinyl, uh, you know, later this year. And a big shout out to Glory or Death Records. Which absolutely. Is be for us. Buddy Donner uh, out of California. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. Has some, has some great things happening over there. So definitely check his label out. Definitely. Um, I think other than that, I mean, always a shout out to the Magbar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Home base. Yeah, man. They're, 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 and they're always taking base. care of us. <laughs> always taking care of us. So. For sure. And always, links will be listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Support these guys in any way they can. Go buy the EP. Go buy the album on the Bandcamp pages. Support them in any way you can. Uh, patches. I know you all have those on there because I've got For one. For sure. Oh, yeah. They fucking rock. Nice. So last question of the day. Is what album changed your life? Uh, I think for me, that was probably Super Unknown, Soundgarden, man. I was, I don't know, nine probably, somewhere around there when I heard that. And uh, yeah, that kind of started me down the hard rock path, I think. Yeah. Of course, going back to all their albums are fantastic. But that's the one that really, really first hit me. I'll tell you what. I this happened later on. I, I grew up in a household where I didn't get to really listen to rock music and things like that. And years ago, I started a new job in uh, out in Crestwood, and I had some time to kill one day. And I went into um, I went into a Goodwill, and I I knew who Rush was. I you know I'd heard him on the radio, whatever. And Moving Pictures was sitting there. And I grabbed moving pictures and I started listening to it and I was like, I just became like, I was just like, holy shit, like, I love this. And so I think that would probably have to be one, one of the one of the albums that definitely Absolutely. Changed, changed some things for me. It made me, look, made me look at Rush a lot different than what I'd even heard on the radio so much. Yeah. You know, like, you know what, Tom Sawyer's on there, you know, things like that. And, right. But uh, there's some other bangers on there that were just great. And then I kind of really got into Rush more. So I'd say that'd be... Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, as this, as the vocalist aspect, mm-hmm. and I'm going to come back to Rush in a second. <laughs> and the vocalist aspect, uh, I can absolutely. I'm not familiar with that Soundgarden album, but like honestly, I could, I could really see how Chris Cornell, oh yeah, has been <laughs> has been super influential. Massive influence for sure. Not saying I could ever come anywhere to compare to that, but yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's killer for sure. Yeah, big influence on me, but definitely. definitely. And the Rush thing, absolutely. Uh, I was the same way with with hearing moving pictures, and to, honestly, that to this day, I would if I were to ever nail down a favorite Rush song, it comes off of that album, and it's Vital Signs. Oh yeah, yeah. because of what it is. Just it to me, it's extremely like poignant with the lyrics. You know, the references. Uh, yeah. You know, just. It's, Process it's, information it's, at half it's, speed. It's, you know? it's great. I mean, it's great. It's fantastic songwriting. And I mean, I can be in the world's worst mood, mm-hmm. like fuck all, everything. You know, 
fuck this. Yeah. I can be that guy. And I'll put on vital signs. Yeah. And I can, it will center me. Yeah. And just be like, you know what? It's not all half, it's not all bad. Yeah. Sure. It, you know, and that to be an artist and to be able to come out with something like that, that does that for people. Sure. Yeah. Crack out of the fucking park. <laughs> right. So, uh, Trent, Blair, thank you guys so much for coming yeah, on the show thank this you, week. Mike. This has been hey, super fucking so cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Off of the new EP, what are we going to play out? What are we going to play out? Um, I don't know. Uh, not, con- not controlled burn. Well, yeah, controlled burn's too long for all that. <laughs> that Maybe, takes a while to get moved. Probably the opening track, Drew uh, Awakening. Drew Awakening. Yeah, the best thing. That's that's a that's a banger right out of the gate. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's so you heard him. This is from the new EP. This is Drew Awakening. Hell yeah.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.